Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, our gradual hymn this morning was really perfect. I, I, didn't, I confess, I didn't look ahead to see what we were singing, but as I was singing it, I realized how, how perfectly it fit with what I wanted to say today. And you notice in the hymn, almost each stanza begins with, for us he gave, for us he prayed, for us he did this or he did that. And that's really what I want to draw attention to today, is the fact that, you know, I've been on this kick lately, thinking about the Christian life and what it's all about. Uh, that's kind of what I do professionally, but... Um, it, in a more thematic way though, for your sake and for mine too, like thinking more, you know, there's a lot of confusion out there. I, I talked about it two weeks ago, about going back to the basics of what it means to be a Christian. And I still want to hammer on that today. And our text from Mark uh, really shows us more about that. Uh, and that the truth is that the Christian life is mostly passive. It's mostly one that's receiving, not one that's giving. Sure we give and sure we have things to do, but I want to draw attention to three things that God and his son Jesus Christ is giving us that's shown in this passage. And I don't often alliterate, but I've chosen to alliterate today, so bear with me the cheesiness, if you will. But the three things that that Jesus is granting us and shown forth in this passage is, one, he's giving us rest. Two, he's giving us a relationship. And three, he's given us the ability to recognize him. And that sort of sums up the whole thing. So our gospel from Mark, it's a curious selection, because if you notice, it's very disjointed. We have verses 30 through 34, and then it jumps to 53 through 56. So you're missing this big chunk, right? And uh, it's sort of a sandwich, and we've removed the middle. We've just got the bread. I don't know if you remember Hardee's. I grew up in the South, and Hardee's had this massive hamburger called the Baconator. Uh, and it sounds as intimidating as it is, because um, it's a burger, as you would expect, a quarter pound or whatever it is. But then they've loaded it with just pounds of bacon, it seems to me. Well, today, friends, we're just taking the burger out. We're going to leave the bacon. We've got essentially a BLT. The two slices of bread. And this account, what's going on here is in the middle, what's left out, just so you know. It's addressed in year A. So last year, uh, we look at Matthew. The two things that are in between these, these pieces of bread that I'm not going to talk about, just, but just so you know, is one, he feeds the 5,000, which that's found in all four Gospels. So it's nothing unique that we're missing that there. And then secondly, he walks on water. And so that's what we're not going to talk about today, but that's sort of what fits in between the bread. So let's talk about the bread. And my first point that comes from the first slice is that the apostles come, they've done all this work, Jesus sent them out on sort of missionary work to go out and to heal people and to teach, and they return, and they're giddy, they're very excited, they have a lot to report to Jesus. It says that they gather around Jesus and told him all that they had done and all that they had taught. And it's interesting that the first thing that comes out of his mouth is not, good job, A+, plus. here's your badge, keep at it. Not that he wouldn't think that, but what he says is, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. Hear that. He's given us rest. The first part of the Christian life is not the things that we go out do. It's not the things that we're spinning our wheels and constantly thinking about, but it's simply the fact that we rest in Jesus. That's the fundamental thing about being a Christian. The first thing is that we rest in him. And he's emphasizing that here. He's saying you need rest. That's how you even recharge your batteries. And ultimately you need rest in me. And so that's what he tells them. So he's given us rest too. So you'll hear oftentimes that the Christian life is about loving your neighbor, which is true. You'll hear that it's about being holy. That's true in its own way. It's about praying. That's true too. All that though is putting the cart ahead of the horse. God gives us his rest. And we'll hear that in just a few moments. Jim will give us the comfortable words after we confess our sins. 
And the very first one is, come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will refresh you. I couldn't help but, I told Jim this in the vesting room beforehand, but uh, that song by the band, Take a Load Off, Fanny, you know that song? I, I hear that. It's like Jesus saying, take a load off and put the load right back on me. That's what he's saying. The burden is on Christ, not on you. So Christian, rest. So moving on to our second slice of bread, or same slice of bread, actually. He goes on in this profound uh, wording where he says, the passage says that he had compassion on them because they were sheep without a shepherd. And so this is my second point, that they were given a relationship, and you and I are given a relationship with God as our shepherd. We're sheep without a shepherd, and he's come to give us that relationship. And it goes on to say that as he is their shepherd, he began to teach them many things. Isn't that interesting? So we think about this account. He's about to feed the 5,000. We often think about the good work of feeding. That's a wonderful thing. But the first thing he does actually is teaches them many things, and presumably many things about himself as the shepherd and how he's meeting their needs, not just in an earthly sense, but in a spiritual, um, godly sense. And that's, that's my point. Is as he relates to us as shepherd, he gives us all that we need, hopefully, in this world. But sometimes, you know, we, we come across hard times. But the point is we live not just on bread, but on the word of the Lord. Um, and that's, that's really the point here is our relationship with him is one where he takes care of our every need. But our chief need is the forgiveness of our sins and hearing from our Savior. So he's given us rest and he's given us a relationship with him where he is our shepherd. And this is moving along very quickly. This is, like I said, a BLT, a blessed little thought. But um, the third slice of bread, the third point from the second slice of bread, and this is the one I really want to kind of camp out on just for a second, is that he's given us the ability to recognize him. And you notice that in the passage, that they came across, so he's fed the 5,000, they've crossed over, he's walked on water, which there's a lot to be said there too. But as he comes across, people recognize him there in Gennesaret. And you and I, we're not told what Jesus looks like. There's nothing in the passage that says, you know, he was five foot nine, he weighed 160 pounds, he had a beard, he wore this color often. We have no idea what he looked like in in an earthly sense. But they did. They knew what he looked like. They know how to recognize him. So they rushed his way, and they're coming to be healed. They even bring the sick on beds that they would come and be healed. And the passage tells us that it wasn't just that they prayed the right prayer, they had enough faith, but the point is that they even just touched the, the very fringe of his garment. And that was enough for them to be healed. So in recognizing Jesus and having just that mustard seed size of faith and just touching the very periphery of him, the very outside, it wasn't even like they really got in touch. He was just passing along. That was enough. And so for you and me this morning, living the Christian life and spinning our wheels and worried about if we're good enough, we're assured that he's given us his rest. We know that. We're assured that he's given us a relationship. But the question remains, well, how do we even recognize who he is? If he's given us these things, where do we see him in the world? And I want to say to you today that we, we don't have him here in a bodily sense. You already know that. We have him here in a spiritual sense. But the things that he's given us to recognize him are his word. So hopefully these passages that we're reading and this word that I'm sharing with you. The sacraments that we share in each week, we, we celebrate Holy Communion. That's a way that he's, he's given us to recognize him. As Jim drew attention to at the beginning, this community, which is God's body, Christ's body in the spirit. And then lastly, the prayers that we share. And so those are four chief ways, amongst many others that God can touch down and do it. But these are four surefire ways that we can recognize Jesus uh, in the world and in this church. So in the word, in the sacraments, in the community, and in the prayers. What I'm saying to you today is amongst all the things that you're worried about tomorrow morning, 
you can rest and have a relationship and recognize Jesus this morning. And these very things are the very fringe of his garment. He's not here in a bodily sense, but by participating and hearing in the word and by participating and receiving the sacraments and by participating in this community and by participating in the prayers, God has given us a way to touch the very fringe of his garment. And with Jesus, a little bit is enough. All these little small things add up to be actually a really big thing because they connect us with our Savior. And so I want to close with that and just simply say, sure, go out and do good works. Sure, go out and love your neighbor. But first and foremost, I want you to be sure that you can rest in your relationship with God. And he's given you that in a way to recognize in these very small means of grace, which are the fringe of his garment. So reach out and touch that fringe this morning and be healed and assured that you are forgiven, that you are loved, and that you rest in his arms now and always. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.